There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. everybody, welcome back to the Tuned and Strong podcast. This is Dr. Jen Cabas of Tuned and Toned Performance. <laughs> and this is Angela McHouston of Music Strong. <laughs> For those um, who are not watching, yeah. I'm wearing a beanie, merch. I got merch, you know, yep. brand awareness yep. right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, hopefully I sound better this time because I have a swanky yeah. new wireless uh, microphone. So hopefully this sounds sounds good. Please let us know if it doesn't, and please yeah. let us know if it does. Yes. Yeah. And Jen also has. Uh huh. We both upgraded microphones, headsets. Well, my headset. So do let us know how the sound quality is. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So uh, last time we talked about um, some stuff that you heard on the uh, things musicians don't talk about podcast during their. Uh, injury awareness week there yeah they're musicians injury awareness week and um, again if you guys have not gone back to listen to that please go listen to that they're maybe 20 minutes each tops there's stories from all over the globe from musicians dealing with all kinds of different things mm-hmm. and this this stemmed out of um, a couple different people I don't remember if it was everybody but there was kind of this pervasive theme through all of these yeah. um, these stories that musicians were telling about how they got injured and what they felt about it or what they were not what they were told to feel, but it was, how do I say that? Um, just, just kind of this stigma, right? Yeah. So a, a mix of the stigma and, um, and the expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So I know last time we talked about, um, the, the falling behind, like, falling behind, getting behind, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, and how much that, um, affects most people with injuries, uh, in, in our field anyhow. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know we said that one of the contributing factors to that and something that you saw in those podcasts too, was this concept of, uh, blame, shame, and ignoring pain. It just Um, conveniently rhymed. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I think we teased about it in the last episode too, that we were going to talk about how those two relate a little bit, but that's going to be our, our focus for today. So, yeah. So we talked about, you know, feeling like you have to take every gig or other, it's, you're going to get behind. Mm-hmm. That's what we were covering last week. And that really segues well into this week because yeah. they're really well connected. So yes. as, as musicians, we feel really pressured mm-hmm. with good reason to, take every gig that we are offered, whether we want to do it or not, whether we really have the time or not, whether we're physically able to or not. Um, And sometimes, you know, like you really, you really just want to take all these gigs. You're all excited. You you know, the money's good or the opportunity's good, but sometimes things in life just are not there. And maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should say no to that. Sometimes it has to do with you have a playing related injury and you should say no to that. Sometimes, so I'm thinking of, um, oh my gosh, there's so many types of musicians. I'm thinking of the musicians here in Nashville right now. And some in particular, I'm thinking of they, uh, if you ever come to Nashville, the main, the main drag with the honky tonks, which are not like real anymore, but anyway, you know, so the main drag is called um, Broadway, right? And there's Broadway and second Avenue. There's all these music venues and they play all day, all night, tons of live musicians and they're booked seven days a week with musicians for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, it's, it's kind of like that area. You play a standard set is four hours. And I think you get one break, maybe two. I could be wrong. But I think it's no more than two. Yeah. And we're talking like a few minutes, 10 minutes, maybe tops. That's it. So Over four hours. Water, you're done. 
Yeah, basically. Or, you know, the people at the bar buy you a shot. Basically, it's probably how it goes because these are all bars. Um, So these musicians are playing for four hours and uh, I've talked to a couple more. It's not uncommon to pull a double. You walk down the street, go to the next place, play another four hours. It's eight hours of playing. Solid. Mm -hmm. Maybe you get dinner in between. It's not uncommon to pull a triple and do 12 hours of playing solid and do it again the next day. Because the thing is, guys, most of these people are not playing for money. Sometimes they are, but a lot of times they play for tips, which is another conversation for another day. Yeah, let's not unpack that today. (laughs) I'm not going to unpack that today. But the thing is, these, these musicians, you know, they... If, if they're playing for tips, the longer you play, the more tips you get, you know, it, there's this whole thing behind it. And also a lot of these musicians are so crazy talented. Um, it's not uncommon for them to play at the Grand Ole Opry or to be on tour with some big mega star or less of a star or just be on tour and like land a really great gig. But when the gig is over, when the tour is over, even if it's a world tour or a whatever, maybe it's a couple of weeks, maybe it's a few months, maybe it's half a year. But when it's over, some of them play in the studio and they play sessions and that's a whole nother ball game of stress. And, you know, you really want to say no to those because only a few people get those gigs and blah, blah. But these touring musicians, a lot of times, if they're not in the studio or they don't have anything lined up, they just go back to Broadway until they land the next one. Mm-hmm. And the cycle continues. So there's no downtime, right? There's no break. Yeah. Um, literally, you know, yeah. and some of these musicians I'm thinking of, two in particular, one with the shoulder issues, like shooting pains down the shoulder, can't play um, unless they're in, I mean, they're in pain. This guy was in pain constantly. Another guy, um, massive back pain. Pop it. I think I mentioned this in, a, in another um, episode, but it's or, uh, I don't remember which one it was. Boundaries, maybe. If we think it's when we get to the point where we think it's natural to pop painkillers and wash it down with whiskey. We got issues, guys. This is not, it's not okay. But I literally saw this happen to this person. And yeah. people are like, yeah, I get it. Like, no, you shouldn't have to get it. That right. is not okay. Right, right. If you're at the point where um, meds for an issue with your playing are normal, you're exactly the kind of people that we are talking about this mm-hmm. time around. Because um, it's usually not just, just like the, I would call that ignoring, right? Yeah. In a way, like, yes, you're acknowledging it's there because you're taking the meds, but it's it's clearly not a big enough deal to do something about, at least not yet. Um, right. So we ignore the pain. Tied into the first two, which are our blame and shame. Right. Right. So, yeah, we're ignoring that the, the pain just to make it through the gig. Mm-hmm. But then we got to make it through the next gig. And right. it's, the thing is, how many times have we heard, well, I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody has time. You have to make time before your body breaks or else your body will make time for you. And then you're out a lot of money. Then you can't say yes to any gigs. Yes. And then you do fall behind. And then, so it's right. like, okay, are we going to be proactive, proactive and take care of this? Or are we just going to wait and hope right. and pray? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You can only ride a, ride a roller coaster with um, that hasn't been maintenanced for so long until it fails. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so a lot of this, I feel like we're at a point where I can uh, jump here. So you, you tell me if, it, if I'm not making sense, because I'm a little out of it today. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like so much of that whole, like, let's not talk about it comes from that, that shame factor, right? Of, well, like, well, I can't, I can't talk about this because yes. it's not normal. Um, and uh, people will stop trusting me and I'll never work, which we talked about before. Um, that's, that's all shame talk. When you're, when you're starting to hide it, that's all shame talk. Um, and if that's something that you're really concerned about is getting a bad reputation in the field or, or, or uh, I'm going to just say from firsthand accounts, um, if you've got that shame issue, you want to deal with it now. You want to deal with it before you can't play anymore. Because if you're embarrassed now that you've got a problem, wait until you've got no ability to play until you get fixed. Mm -hmm. People start asking you, well, can you like, how much can you play now? Like, are are you able to actually make it through the gig? Is this too much? Like when when was the last time you were hurt? You're going to be talking about it a lot. If you get to the point where you have to take 
significant time off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you get real comfortable with yourself. Yeah, because then you get labeled as that musician who got hurt or is hurt or yeah. will they be hurt again? Because, well, you've been hurt once. Maybe that's, maybe now you're prone right. to it. Right. <laughs> well, Just, first off, we're all prone to it. Okay. Yes. Everybody, anybody who says differently is lying. Yeah. Or doesn't have very good connection to their own body. Mm-hmm. One or the other. Because um, usually that comes with, yeah, you know, there's this thing that flares up every once in a while, but that's not an injury. Yeah, yeah, it is. <sighs> it is. Yes, it is. It is. That's exactly <laughs> what that is. Things don't just flare up. <laughs> or, well, I feel fine, but this isn't working anymore. Mm. It doesn't have to be pain to be an injury. If it's something mm-hmm. affecting your, anyway, I'm, I'm tangenting too far here. Anyhow. <laughs> um, so yeah, in, instead of trying to hide it or ignore it or some combination of the two, I mean, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, when I was in, I remember when I was in school, I was told you got to take every gig, say yes mm-hmm. to everything. Yes. My gosh, how oh, many yeah. times was I told say yes to everything? Uh-huh. You too, right? Uh-huh. Say yes to I still hear it. Say yes to everything all the time. Say yes to everything. Yes. Heck, yeah. I think I said it to somebody. I think I said it to my student the other day, but like she she was clueless. And I, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I, I was like, I got to go back and preface this with here's what I mean by that. So, yes. I mean, I was telling her, you need to say yes to any chance you get because you haven't had any opportunities to play besides mm-hmm. out of school. You don't know. So it's like, hey, maybe you should come with me and shadow me on a gig. You remember the days of apprenticeships? Right. Maybe, you know, maybe you should come with me on a gig. See what this is like. Um, you don't want to just depend on YouTube and your schooling to understand what it's like and then get a paying gig and have no clue. So, I mean, yeah, doing it's kind of like the same thing of taking an audition for experience, mm-hmm. which I don't even want to get into, but I mean, yeah, you do need, you do yeah. need that experience to know yes. what to experience. Right. But if you get to the point where you're feeling like I have to say yes to this gig because I have to have the money. Right. But I hurt, but I have mm-hmm. to, but I have to. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> and even if you're not at that point, if you're still in school and you're going, well, I hurt, but I can't say no. Yes, you can. This is the time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. My gosh, if you're in school and something uh-huh. hurts, this mm-hmm. is the time to speak up. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're feeling something or if something isn't working, take care of it now. You know, and now. I feel like that's where the shame starts, though. Mm-hmm. The, the shaming well. and the blaming starts mm-hmm. in if you're if you're in school. Um mm-hmm. And when I say school, I don't mean middle school. We're talking college here. So if you're in school for music, um, you're expected to play at this high level. And there's something really great about that. But at the same time, you're expected to be on. You're expected to be, it's kind of like we're expected to be superhuman. I mean, you're not, yeah. you're not really allowed to make mistakes. You are, but you're not. And then if you hurt, well, how many times have you heard this? Oh, you must not be very good. You're just not practicing hard enough. You're not practicing long enough. You're just doing it wrong. You shouldn't hurt. What's wrong with you? Shouldn't you know better? Oh my gosh. How many times have we heard all of those things, which are ludicrous? Fortunately, not, not me. It was just, well, you need to do something about it. <laughs> followed by loss of trust. Once, yeah. uh, once I, I had to take the time off, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't matter how much I was actually doing about it. No, mm-hmm. you need to do something about it. Okay. What? Right. Yeah. But, but what's that something? Right. But I mean, it's a good thing we have two very different sets of things here. Cause like, yeah, you might run into one, you might run into the other, you might run into both or neither, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. 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 I have heard all of those things, not to me specifically, but I've heard them from other people that I know, other musicians that I know. Um, one of my brand ambassadors plays viola. Mm-hmm. She's a very small petite woman and viola is a big instrument. Um, the story basically is that, uh, her family bought her this viola that was really, really nice. But apparently uh, strings, they come yes, in different sizes, know. right? Yep. Even even at the professional level, which I didn't know. Oh, I'm yeah. a big player. So um, her family bought her this really nice viola. And so she was expected to play it, obviously. But things started to hurt. And they mm-hmm. couldn't figure out why. And her teacher just said, well, you must not be very good. Yeah. This is like five years ago. Not- this is not a long time ago. That's you not- must... You must need to practice more. 
you're just not practicing hard enough. You've got to practice more. And she finally got in so much pain. She couldn't play anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember all the ins and outs, but it turns out the viola was too big for her. She finally Mm -hmm. said, dad, I love you. Thank you for this. I can't play it. It doesn't fit my body. You know, we try so hard to make the instrument fit us, or I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, make ourselves fit the instrument. No, you have to get the instrument that fits you. Yeah. Yep. So she switched instruments and now she's fine. Yeah. Not very good. Got to practice. No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's where that shame comes from. That's right there. That's just blaming. That's Mm -hmm. blaming you for your pain. Right. Yeah. And, and you can be blamed for your issues and you can blame yourself. And those are, those are different things. And that's related, but not necessarily the same thing as shame. Uh, You have a tendency to get too technical, so we won't go down too far, but I mean, it's different aspects of this stuff. Right. So somebody else can say, Oh, well, it's your fault. You're clearly not doing something right. And like, okay, well, uh, if that hurts you, if you hear that and that actually affects you, the number one question that you should be either asking that person or thinking about is, okay, what would you do in my position? If they don't have an answer, that's not somebody that you need an opinion from. Nope. You know what I mean? Um, That's just useless blame. That doesn't help. It is. And usually that stems from they they have an issue. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just gets you nowhere to be blamed or to blame yourself. Um, because if you are doing something wrong, well, then either somebody, somebody else should be catching it. Right. Especially if you're in school. Right. You can't know what you don't know. (laughs) Right. Or if you're a Uh, professional, I mean, we've got to stop breaking this. We've got to stop the stigma that we can't talk about being injured because as you, if you, if you've heard, um, the things musicians don't talk about injury awareness week, these stories all kind of sound the same where it's like, I couldn't talk about it. I just had to push through. And then I got really hurt. And then I had to take two months off, six months off, two years off. I had to quit my career. I mean, these are not isolated incidents. This is 90% of musicians Mm -hmm. will in, will have some kind of playing related pain or injury. Mm -hmm. What we choose to do about it or not do about it is what makes or breaks your actual career. So you're not less, of a person. You're not mm-hmm. less of a musician. And um, something I was just talking with uh, Anna Dittari the other day, who we had on for the Focal Dystonia yeah. uh, conversation. And that what something that she said was that no matter what, even though you've got this overuse injury of the brain and things are not working the way they should, right. something to remember is you're not less of a musician. You are just as much of a musician as you ever were. All the things you learned are still there. You still Uh retain those. Mm -hmm. You still have the ability. Now you just have to go at it at a different way, but it's all still there. And you are still very much a musician. And we Mm -hmm. talked about that in defining your worth as a musician with Veronica. Right. You remember what she said about, she was just listening on the radio and they like, I think we were cricket players and, oh, this cricket player had this injury. And she's like, I can't believe they just, Oh, so they just say it? Yeah, like it's normal. Like it's and, and we, it is. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, and we, we, we have talked about this. Um, I don't want to say ad nauseum, but we're getting dang close. You know what I mean? Um, I, know. Just, I know, but it's so hard not to keep bringing it up because it's still a thing. And because it's not really, I don't see it resonating yet within the community. The fact that either. we are injured is just now starting to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Starting. It's really not. And, and there's very much um, in a lot of people, not all, certainly not all, but in a lot of people, there's an era of, well, if you have these issues, these are the ways to handle it. And that's it. Like, if we're there just so many ways about it, then how would we know that those are the only ways? Right. We don't. Because that comes at it from a mindset of ignorance, mm-hmm. not stupidity, ignorance. You don't know what you don't know. And if we don't talk about it, there's a whole lot more we don't know. And mm-hmm. I also think some of that kind of comes from fear. It absolutely does. That's it, what I was going to say. The two together. Absolutely does. Because you're afraid of trying something that is outside of what you think is safe. Oh, and it, quote, hasn't been proven. I'm sorry, placebo pills sometimes work and they're not proven either. But, 
know? I mean, there are so many things that work differently for so many different people. And you have absolutely every right to go explore something that resonates with you. Do you love acupuncture? Do you love yoga? Have you ever tried wolfing or NKT or Mm -hmm. chiropractic care or uh, aromatherapy or reflexology or massage? Mm -hmm. Name it. You know, I don't care how out cranial sacral therapy, I don't care how out there it is there. Mm -hmm. I have clients from across the board who swear by different things. And guess what? Like my dad was like, turmeric, fix my knee, CBD, fix my ankle. Cool. Great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's validity there. Right. And those have, if you look at it again from, you can look these studies up. Just, just because people don't want you to talk about them doesn't mean you can't yeah. go find them. They're out there. It's public knowledge. Those have healing properties. Because I know somebody's going to be like, oh, turmeric healed the knee. Really? <laughs> yes, it's an anti-inflammatory. Yep. It depends on your system, much in the same way that if I'm really, really, uh, this may be TMI section. I don't care. We're going there. If I have an upset stomach, is Pepto-Bismol probably going to calm me down so I can take care of the immediate symptoms? Yes. If it's food poisoning, is the Pepto going to kill the issue? Not in my system, not in mine, not in mine. I've had issues with this before. I've got, it's actually, I'm being quote punished for having too clean of a system. I'm I'm pretty sensitive, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) Oh, But what works for me when I get food poisoning is garlic. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be garlic. It must be garlic. That is the only thing. And I'll smell a little funky for like a week, but I am functional, you know, but Mm -hmm. that's not the same for my husband. He can, the garlic helps. Yeah. But it's not his thing is oregano oil. I know some people who swear by colloidal silver. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't take the oregano and have the same effect and he can't take the garlic and have the same effect. But our systems are, I like, I yeah. am a woman who is about a hundred pounds lighter than my husband. Yeah. And my family comes from very different area of the world. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're not going to respond the same. No. <laughs> no. No. Of course not. My no. body was built very differently. And that's fun. So they say there's more than one way to skin a cat, which we're both cat people. But I hate, I hate that. Right, right. But you know, I mean, there's just yeah. so many different ways yeah. to go about what, look, nobody yeah. knows your body better than you. And we've heard that a million times too, but let's, let's, let's put this in, <laughs> put it in perspective, right? Only you know what you are dealing with and can describe mm-hmm. it in a way that makes sense to you when you have some kind of pain related something, whether it's an ache, it's a sharp thing. It hurts exactly here. If whether when you say it, it makes sense to other people or not, you understand uniquely yes. what's going on. And I bet, I bet if you start looking around for options, something's going to resonate with you. Who cares what anybody else thinks something, right. some modality is going to hit you and you're going to be like, Huh. I wonder if that would, and if that's not on the quote approved list, um, and I don't want to, I don't even want to, <laughs> you don't know what I mean? There's only a couple things that are quote approved in music schools, but I mean, if it's not on the approved list, my gosh, go try. There's a reason yeah. it resonated with you. Right. 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 And that doesn't mean to try things that you're like, well, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but well, yeah, you can still go try that. And same thing is, there's not an issue with taking advice from a friend or an advisor who's like, hey, your dad, hey, my knee was really messed up and I took this turmeric and it totally fixed my issue. Maybe I'd try the turmeric. It's not going to work for me. I'll tell you that right now because yeah. <laughs> it depends on what your issue is. He's got massive inflammation in his knee, I think. Well, that would well, be a good reason for it to clear up. My body doesn't process turmeric very well. Hey, there you go. But that doesn't make, so the, the taking the advice, the asking for the advice, the even considering it, that's not the issue, right? Mm. With, when we're talking about blame and shame, the issue is if I were to say, well, the turmeric didn't work for me. So obviously there's something wrong with me. <laughs> Isn't that funny when you say it that way? The, it sounds ridiculous, but it does. replace, replace the, the word turmeric with um i don't let chiropractic 
Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of chiropractic. I've said this a million. I love chiropractic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But doesn't that sound insane? It does. Like chiropractic made me feel worse rather than better. So obviously there's something wrong with me that it's not working. Blaming yourself. It's just not the right modality for you. It doesn't mean that there isn't something that can be, and, and quite frankly, maybe it was the type of chiropractic. Maybe yeah. you don't know that there's more than one type. Oh, there's, yeah, definitely. There's so many different types. types, you know? Yeah. So, feel free. If, the, if, if some practitioner makes you uncomfortable, please don't write off the entire, uh, practitioner. That's not a word, but like, like the, the yeah, entire yeah, yeah. industry, right? right? Just because right. you didn't get along with one chiropractor or one massage therapist right. or one strength coach, don't write right. off the whole industry, find a different person because we're all different. Right, right. We, I've had some really terrible massages in my life and yes. I've had some truly life-changing massages. Yes. To you just got to find the right people. Right. I mean, I'm a snob when it comes to my practitioners and <laughs> as you should be, as you should be. but again, right? it's because I, I tried a couple different times, but at the same time, yeah. I also tried rolfing. Oh, how was that? Horrible. Oh, not your thing. Oh my God. I always wondered what it was horrible it was horrible now i'm not saying not to try it it wasn't your thing so so what is it what is rolfing deep tissue massage oh yeah that's what i want no that woman bruised the crap out of me i don't bruise easily oh Oh, yeah i think i still want that every (laughs) single time i i'm pretty tough i don't bruise easily my pain tolerance is really high and it was awful it, we got to the point where I couldn't make myself go back because I didn't want her touching me ever again. And yeah. it wasn't her fault. You know what I mean? Like she was doing the job I was asking her to do and she wasn't mean and she wasn't trying to hurt me. Like she backed down because I started crying a couple of times. Like it hurt that bad, but like, no, that's not, it's not my jam. You know? Um, I understand. I tried, I tried acupuncture and I was like, I don't get it. Uh, my mom's like how are your allergies i'm like well it didn't bother me when i came in i feel fine now it was weird like he stuck these needles in me and left huh? <laughs> but but dry needling i will advocate for that all day long totally different same like yeah. gauge of needles but mm-hmm. not the same mm-hmm. but it doesn't always work it really kind of depends on what the issue is you know same with physical therapy same yeah. with um oh gosh anything you know but it's yeah. it's taking it's taking the, the acknowledging there's an issue, mm-hmm. feeling safe enough to speak up about it, which empowers yeah. other people. It emboldens other people to speak up about theirs. Because right. the more we normalize this, the less right. stigma there is, and right. the more resources we have to mm-hmm. share. There's mm-hmm. nothing to be ashamed of if you have an injury or some kind right. of random pain point. Right. And if, if you're afraid of, like, if you're not ready, right, to be, obviously we've chosen to be representatives of uh, injury statistics and injury rehab in music. Right. That is our, our life goal. A part of it is to normalize it and get people not afraid. If you're not there, which is fine, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be an advocate for something that you're not comfortable with, even if it's something well, that you do, you know, um, even if you're not looking to be that right, just finding, find somebody that you absolutely 100% trust. Yeah. And just tell them what's going on. If you haven't told anybody, tell them. Yeah. Because when, uh, this, this is a Brene Brown quote, I don't remember which one, you know, she's my girl. Anyway. Um, yeah. He says, when we speak shame, that's that's her part of the quote. I can't remember how she ends it in exact words, but when we speak shame, we something like eliminate it or take power back from it or heal. Yeah, it, it loses exactly. its power over us, kind of thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. acknowledging that it's something, talking to somebody about it, can get rid of it. Can get yeah. rid of that factor. And Absolutely. Then you start dealing with it. You know, it's kind of it's exciting, happening. actually. It is. You know, and if nothing else, it's not just sitting there eating at you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 
And that and that's just something we hear over and over again. And that whole podcast for the whole last week where they talked about it, it was this pervasive theme of I don't want to tell anybody because then I'll be looked at funny, then I could lose my career, or maybe they won't call me back. I won't get another gig. So I gotta play through. And I think I mentioned this before. It's like I really think that actually is a it's it ties in really well with with lack mindset. When we think that there's only one way for us to make a living as a musician and there's only, and I'm not just saying like, you have to play an orchestra. I'm thinking like, there's only one way for me to play my flute to make a living and be a legit musician. No, 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 no. No, there's so many ways that I haven't even explored yet, that I haven't tried yet. I mean, I know I like to play in the pit. Heck, I'll do it for free. I I mean, not often, but I'll do it for free because it's fun, right? I love pit work. I love recording. I absolutely adore studio. Like my, okay, fun story time. My uh, dream as a kid, when you asked, when, well, when I was a kid kid, I thought my best friend and I thought we are going to be the Judds when we grow up. We were obsessed with the, <laughs> the country duo, the Judds, which is even funnier because on my ninth birthday, we went to her concert, went to their concert. And on the way out, we found ourselves behind their tour bus and then they stopped at a gas station. My parents ran me up to the tour bus and were like knocking on the door. Hey, it's our daughter's birthday. Can they? And they went, yeah, come on up. And I got to meet them. So go figure, right? That was cool. Cool moment for a kid. But after <laughs> that, once I learned to play the flute, mm-hmm. that whole thing went out the window. I'm like, no, no, flute is life. This is, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. And, and then I, and then I discovered oh, wait, there's music in movies and that really affects people. That was my dream job. Play movie music, be a studio musician. Yep. Right. But there's so many ways to be a studio musician. There's so many things that you could record. Like there's video games, there's commercials, there's movies, there's all kinds of soundtrack. I mean, all kinds of stuff, right? What about, (laughs) I mean, well, we could just go on and on and on. on. There's so many other ways to- be, I don't want to say a legit musician, but to be true to your music authenticity yes. or yourself. Right. You don't have to say yes to every quote, only legit gig just because right. someone told you once and you have to No, you have to take care of yourself. And if your body's telling you something's wrong, pain is a signal. Something's wrong. Yeah. And all we have to do is listen to it, not blame ourselves. You don't have to judge right. yourself because it hurts. Yeah. It, just look at it with an air of curiosity and be like, oh, what's it trying to tell me? Yeah. Let's yeah. go your figure it out. Your body's not trying to tell you, oh, you're messed up and there's something wrong with you. Your and body doesn't wrong. judge you. No, your body's just going, hey, um, something isn't right. Can we do something about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, something's not right. Um, and I'm just going to let you know about this. And, and then it's up know, to like, us. Right. To take that information and do something with it. Doesn't mean you have to get it right on the first try, but it is up no. to you to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Ignoring yeah. pain just means the signal gets louder until mm-hmm. you break. And then, yeah. quote, everybody knows. Right. Well, there's no reason to hide it in the first place. I mean, we understand the right. reasons why we are hiding it, mm-hmm. but we got to stop that. Like, let's all just commit yes. to talking right. about to talking about it. Right. But if you really are concerned about being found out, mm-hmm. oh man, you better deal with it sooner rather than later. You know what I mean? That's uh, ignoring it and just, oh, well, I'll just do this and it's fine. Or, well, I feel better when I do this, but I only kind of ever get this much better or yeah, figure it, figure it out. And I know that we talked about it uh, a couple episodes ago where it was, you know, I, I said, literally no one's coming to save you. Mm-hmm you got advocacy mm-hmm. and it 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 sucks when you're in that position because you're going man i i just can't and and i can't know all of this stuff right depending on how severe it is you might have to learn a lot more than you think but you know what i think it's up but to it's us to also do better well yeah i mean that's part of why we do this podcast right Right. Right. But I mean, like as teachers, if you're a teacher, if you're a colleague, it's up to us to, to do better, be better. Like Veronica said, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Veronica said, well, you know, when I got injured, I should have known better. Huh? 
No, why would, why would right. you? Yeah, you should have known better than to get the flu. Right, replace it with anything else. It's, the, that's, it's a crazy statement, right? But we all, how many of us, when I said that, went, yeah, I thought that. And, you know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. It's up or, to all of us to do better and to under, like educate ourselves right. as much as possible so we can help everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Right, because I mean, s- similar note too, um, we look at athletes, well, that person should have known better than to tweak their knee. Yeah, right. Okay. In the middle, in the middle of a game. In the right? middle of a game. Yeah, yeah so you should know better. We should know better than to overuse our, you know, our index finger in the middle of a concert. How dare you get tendonitis and can't hold your corn up? How dare you? <laughs> don't you know better? <laughs> right. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. I've done some stuff in the gym that I'm like, oh yeah, that was dumb. I knew better than to do. Oh sure. But that's that's different. And, <laughs> And maybe you make that deal with yourself where you're like, okay, I have this gig. I know that I'm going to overpractice just to make the gig because I already accepted it and I can't sub it out. Okay. Just understand what that deal is. That deal is you get through that gig. You're probably going to get hurt. You're going to have to recover. You don't get to accept the next three mm-hmm. or two or one, depending on when, like, you know, yeah. if it's a minor thing. Yeah, okay. So I'm off for a couple of weeks. Yeah, the major you, but be prepared, be aware that that's the deal that you're making with yourself. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that that's the exchange. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually, I actually had a student ask me this um, a couple weeks back. It might've been a month ago. Well, you know, you're saying that we can't live like this, but I I mean, that's, that's what we do for, you know, the, the overworking thing, the long hours, the, Mm -hmm. I was talking about how structurally speaking, if you are performing for two to four hours at a time, you are going to have physical confidence. Like you can't be at your tip top performance level for two to four hours at a time. You can't. And the question, well, but I see people doing that all the time. And I see people, you know, like they're living in these States all the time. I'm like, okay, number one, it's never going to be your best performance. If it's that long, it's not going to. No. Number two, what's the trade-off? Mm-hmm. What's the cost? You are taxing yourself. Mm-hmm. What's the cost? If you are okay with what you're going to have to pay back, like, okay, well, I'm working this show and I'm only going to sleep five hours a night for the next two weeks. Or I'm not going to get dinner or I'm not going to be able to go out with friends or my family's not going to see me or, or, or. Right, right. What's the cost? Are you willing to accept it? Okay. The problem comes in if you accept that cost and then don't pay it back. Mm. We will pay it back at some point. Pay it back eventually, but you want to get it paid back before there's interest. Yeah. You really don't want that kind of debt. (laughs) You really don't. No. So true story. I I feel like we've talked around a lot of subjects here. Um, We were talking about, I should have known better. Ah. <laughs> okay. Again, I should have known better because I knew I was going to only sleep four hours a night. Like, okay. Have, but again, you agreed to do that. Okay. Hold on. When <laughs> she was talking about, I should have known better. Hers was an overuse injury. My first uh-huh. overuse injury was tendonitis. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I should have known better. And no. I think I didn't blame myself, but I didn't know what was going on and I got no help for right. it. Right. Um, when we're talking about overuse injuries, hopefully, when we're, whether it's carpal tunnel or tendonitis or thoracic outlet or nerve entrapment or whatever, um, why should you know better? Who has given you tools to know better? How would you know what overuse looks like? Do you know what to do to prevent it? So many times we don't know what to do to prevent it and we have no tools. So why will we be, why would we know better? But we still blame, are blamed or blame ourselves. Right. Well, here's the other element of that if you have never had an overuse injury and then you develop one and your instinct is I should have known better. You had zero data on your body's limits. No nope. egg. None. Yeah. Like we learn through failure. And, and for some reason we forget that. Like, you know, and, and so many of the best performers out there are like, no, if you want to sound great on stage, you need to sound ugly in the practice room. That's my favorite. I was telling that to a student this week. I love that. that I hate doing it. 
I know. But when I actually heard that and like comprehended what was being said, oh, my practice quality went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So afraid to do anything wrong. And I was like, no, I need to do it wrong. Yeah. That's I how want you to, I want you to find all the ways to do it wrong. Yes. Is that the best you got? Come on, give me some ugly things. Is this the ugliest you can play? Oh, I throw this at my students all the time. I'm like, I want, I dare you to overblow that. Oh, come on, make it, come on, really? Here, this is how you make it ugly. And I make a really ugly sound. And they're like, oh, I'm like, get, get, come on, let me see what you got. Right. Because right. they're, oh, flute players too. They, they just, it's a pretty shiny instrument. I want it to be so pretty all the time. You got to know if your box is like this big, you have no idea where the walls of how far you can spread that box. And if you don't let mistakes happen, mm-hmm. well, guess when they show up? Performance day. Yes. So you can't or, ignore mistakes and you can't or, ignore pain. They show up at the worst times. Or you just never hit your capacity. That too. Like you just sound like a robot all the time because you mm-hmm. never really push your limits. Yep. Like bad sounds and discomfort that's that's us pushing our limits and knowing more about ourselves mm-hmm. the problem is if you let it progress to pain or because sometimes the pain just it's there it's yeah. very subtle if you end up in that situation and you don't deal with it you know what i think part of the key of dealing with this properly is or usefully is is mm-hmm. again we come back to the same Thing like with focal dystonia, it's approaching this with a sense of curiosity. Yes. Just take the judgment out. There's yeah. nothing to judge. No, when you're, you're just learning your body, you're learning your body, your sound, your abilities. Right. What can I do? How does it right. sound if I do this? Oh, mm-hmm. that hurts. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. What well, does it hurt when I do this? But yeah, take the judgment out. Right. Well, and we, we do most of us to some extent when we're working with to kind of wrap that back around to instructors I, I have something else there too but most of the time if you get past a very basic level once you start really working with somebody one-on-one yeah most people i know feel like that person is like we call them mentors for a reason mm-hmm. but it's not I, we call them mentors because it's not just oh my teacher they're not just teaching us the instrument. It's there's, there's a little bit of like one life on one. in there. I, I don't want to call it therapy because that's not the right word, but you know, that person ends up knowing a lot about you and getting you to learn more about yourself so that you can be a better performer. Like, and, and we don't think twice about that, Mm-mm. you know, but they're, they're trying a good instructor is trying to lead you to ask questions about yourself, to try new things, to experiment. We don't think twice about that, but we always question like, well, what do you mean I have to know my own body? And what do you mean I should explore that? And like, what can you feel? Because there's, there are going to be gaps. There are going to be things oh, yeah. that you cannot feel. That's just the human state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we only, we only develop what we use. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, back to your point again, I'm going to jump one more time. Um, you were saying, you know, it's on us as instructors and, and mentors to be on top of number one, the conversation mm-hmm. and number two, the information. Um, yeah. First off, if you're, if you're looking to be a good instructor, I would say no matter what, no matter if injuries your thing or not, um, be prepared to communicate be prepared to have open conversations with your students. That helps immensely. Oh yeah. I I can't tell you, I'm happy to hear the number of people who are instructors, especially the ones in higher level positions who are now coming to me going, what do I tell the student? Yeah. I don't know. Like they're asking me questions. I don't have the answer. Mm -hmm. That's an improvement over when I started at which point it was, I don't know. Yep. Not, not everybody, mind you, but there were a lot of people out. I don't know. I don't know. Go talk, go talk, to, go talk to a doctor. What kind of doctor? I don't know. Go, go see your doctor. I still huge advocate for please go get checked out. We need to make sure everything is structurally okay. Beyond that, start referring them to people that have either been through it or who actually work in the field. Mm-hmm. Right. We're out there. 
not yeah. just, oh, go talk to your doctor. Bless them. Doctors have a lot of self-protection to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen it so many times where even when it's clear, simple medical issues that I've been through, very obvious, very straightforward, no gray area. They don't want to touch me because they might make it worse. And then I might oh. sue them. And I'm like, because I'm a nerd and because I've been through too much, I looked this up myself. I know what the protocols are. I know what the side effects are. Just no, we're going to, we're going to just wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so, it's, it's on us as educators, but also colleagues. And I'll be honest as a shameless self plug for my, my commercial, which y'all are going to hear at the end of this probably, or the beginning, whatever for the, uh, the <laughs> pilot program that I came up with called job security. The reason I'm calling it that is because it all ties in exactly to this. We don't know what we don't know, whether that's right. body awareness or when something hurts who to go see, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's on yeah. all of us to help each other. We can't just be expected to know what all the different types of injuries are, what the symptoms are, what they look like, or what our options are. But Mm -hmm. the more we talk about it, the more you get all these other information, you know, but if we don't talk, we don't get that either. So like, that's, that's the whole step one of my, like, I've got a three pronged program that just basically gets you out of pain. It increases your strength and endurance, but it also teaches you how to like, how to, how to identify what the problems are gives you some solutions that you can help other people with. And this is like, this is how you stop this program, this, this process, right? Yeah. The problem from happening, but right. we all have to be proactive in it. That's a lot of peas. <laughs> we have to be proactive in the process right. of stopping the problem in the program. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 But you know, I mean, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's on all of us. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's on, the individual who's having the problem, it's on the instructor. It's on, I mean, you know, we're some of the most networking people that I know. Right. You know, <laughs> you have most likely, if you're sitting here going, well, I don't know who else to talk to. I'll be, uh, unless, I mean, you're watching this. So, you know, you could talk to us, but <laughs> if you're at that, oh, I don't know who else I could talk to. Chances are, you know, somebody. You probably do. You probably know somebody, somebody who doesn't just do. I bet you have a bandmate or a section mate or another musician that you hang out with that you think you couldn't talk to, but you probably could. And as soon as you do, they go, Oh, you know what? Me too. Yeah. I had this mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a big, scary conversation. Nope. Hey, have you ever had blah, blah, blah happen? Who'd you go see? Right. You can or just start off that easy. It could be as simple as if you know, somebody goes and gets massages and they really like it. Who do you yeah. use? Yep. Start the conversation, guys. Take the judgment out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> judgment has no, no place when it comes to our bodies. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't. Right. I mean, we, we judge ourselves enough when it comes to music. Heck, we judge each other, whether it's mm-hmm. an audition or on stage. You know, like we have so much judgment. Take the judgment out when it comes to your body and just be curious around, well, what's, what's the pain signal that I'm getting? When does it happen? Right. What does right. it feel like? How does it wonder if I could do a little research and see what that might mean. Please don't WebMD it, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Asking. yeah, yeah. Hip it in the unless, butt. Because unless you are actively intentionally hurting yourself. Yeah. And I mean, with the intention of hurting yourself. Right. It's, it's really most likely not your fault. Yeah. Almost. I'd say 99% chance not your fault. And the good news is even if you're pretty far gone, like I'm thinking about this violin. Um, I was at the violin shop a little while back and the owner was telling me about this high level player who, when I was telling him what I do, he goes, yeah, you know, I've got this, I can't tell you his name, but this high level fiddle player um, is thinking about hanging up his bow because he just, he hurts all the time and he just can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, please don't let it get to that point because there are options. And this is how we like not to beat a dead horse, but um, there are a lot of really awful animal like metaphors. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, not just that, but most of the time, it doesn't matter how far gone you think you are. Right. A lot of these overuse injuries can be rehabbed 
And you don't have to stop your career unless you want to. Like you have options. You can you can go backwards down this path. It's not a point of no return. Right. Soft it's, tissue it's, is soft for a reason. Right. It's rarely a permanent thing. It's yeah. it's more what are you willing to invest to come back? As yeah. a, as a person, not financially, as a person. What as are a you person. willing to invest with yourself? It doesn't make you wrong if you don't want to do it. And that doesn't make you wrong for having to do it. Yeah. It's just a choice. And yeah, that's just the human state. Yep. I think that's a good point before we start going around and around again. Yeah, no, we I, didn't, I, think, I, think we're, I think we're good. <laughs> we didn't pause for a commercial, but I think that's because right. we didn't stop talking. Right. <laughs> there was no good point. So hopefully you're going to hear my commercial. Because uh, join my pilot program. <laughs> Not, shameless plug here. So it goes full price at the end of the year. So this is 2020. Oh my gosh. Might be full price by the time you get this. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this that's exactly why I designed that program. Because I was so tired. I was thinking like, what are like the big three things that musicians deal with that we don't, you know, we have like a lack of, lack of stamina. We get injured. And we're just basically clueless because either we don't know who to see when something happens or right. we don't know what's going on. We have lack right. of body awareness. Right. You know, there's just, there's so much. It's like, I can address that. And that's, yeah. let's stop this. Yeah. So that's how I got that going. <laughs> this has been a fun conversation. Next, next week, we're actually going to talk about uh, strength training. I think how it ties yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting to hear your lead into that. So uh, we'll save that for next time. But oh. uh yeah. Stay tuned for next week. It's been a good one. It's going to be a good one. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yep. We'll see you next time. Hey, musicians. Did you know that up to 90% of musicians will experience playing related pain or injury over the course of their career? How many hushed conversations have you heard about a lingering, quote, shoulder pain or a weird tingling in your fingers or maybe low back pain or a crampy weakness or maybe you or your colleague just says, I just have to get through the gig and you watch them pop Advil like candy, maybe flush it down with whiskey. How many times have we seen something like this? So many, right? Well, it's time we start talking about our struggles, our pain, our frustrations in a private space where we don't just complain and mobilize and blindly stretch, but we learn how to strengthen our muscles, our career successes and build each other up. I've got a brand new program that combines all of these things and I want you to be a part of it. It's a community, not a workout. It's a community with group coaching and great content that in 12 weeks will have you understanding more about your body, what you need, and how you work so you can avoid that career-threatening injury. The three things that musicians don't want. We don't want to be injured. We don't want to have a lack of stamina. And we don't want to be clueless, aka when you hurt, who do you go see? Just a quote doctor? Well, this program addresses all of those things. You're going to walk away with an immense knowledge of who to see. You're going to be empowered because you're going to know what to do should you ever get injured or should you have a colleague that gets injured. You will be able to actually offer appropriate advice. You're also going to learn about the body and the anatomy as it relates to playing your instrument and your own anatomy. And then you're going to learn how to build not just your strength and endurance, but you're going to learn how to design your own corrective exercise program. So I hope you will join me in this new program. It's called the Music Strong Pilot Program, Job Security for Musicians.